What is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spada. And today I am joined not by one, but two guests, Sarah and Kenny Lipton. Man, what an episode. There is so much deep talk in here. We go into purpose, passion, suffering. Man, working as a team, they both coach together as one team, so it's pretty cool to get that kind of um, feedback. But you guys are going to have to tune in and listen because this episode is filled with a bunch of life lessons I really want you guys to take away. But before we get to the episode... As you guys know, the podcast and myself have teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition, the best supplement company in the industry. And if you guys want to get save some dollar dollar bills, um, use code SPADA at checkout. Um, it helps me, it helps you guys. I want to give you guys the best products at a discounted price. So go use my code. Go try them out. If you haven't, my favorites are Volugen. And Morphocom, two of necessary supplements, I believe, in everybody's cabinet. And if you guys don't know already, I do coach on the side, the Ace of Spade of Coaching. Um, if you want to become an ace in the deck of cards known as life, I have a few spots available. Link to the coaching application is down in the show notes. Go fill it out if you're interested. I will get back to you within 24 hours to set up a time for us to talk on Zoom. Um, so I'm not going to waste any more of your guys' time, let's get to this episode. Let's welcome on Sarah and Kenny Lipton. Yeah. So, oh, text. That's a that's a big move. Gonna be gonna be with the the rest of the fan besides uh, Cooper and uh, Megan, right? They're the last two to kind of move. Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, they'll well, be Brandon, down there. Well, yeah. Well, apparently Brandon's moving down there too. So uh, yeah. He, Hopefully soon. I don't know. Yeah, we'll but see. you got to come visit, man, and we'll just all oh. hang out. I actually do because apparently I'm going remote. Talked to my boss yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, you're probably gonna be remote for the rest of the calendar year." And I was like, "Sick! I'm gonna live at home, save up a ton of money, and just go travel like every other weekend." He's got parents. I'm like, I want to go visit. I want to go visit a lot of people that like I've had on the show. So if I get a chance to go out for like a weekend. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Dude. Because it's been – the growth has been insane since since we last talked. Like, it's gone up, like, almost 3K, I want to say. Wow. No way, That's dude. awesome. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Anthony. Yeah. That's Something awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it's going up, like, 500 every every two weeks. Like, every week and a, like every week and a half. Wow. So, That's fantastic. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. That crazy. <laughs> so, we are recording. Um we are doing video now this has been like a different thing for me um it's pretty interesting uh i think it's the next step for the podcast is to let people actually see us interact uh, because facial expressions do a lot more than a lot of people think um oh man mama straight text me in the middle of the podcast i will <laughs> um, but yeah so uh i want to welcome back on um, if you guys haven't heard us just chatting real quick, uh, Kenny Lipton has been on the show, and now I want to introduce uh, Sarah Lipton. Uh, she's the newest guest onto the podcast. Um, I was, we had this one drawn up for, I think actually the original plan was just to have Sarah do a do an episode with Kenny and then do an episode with Sarah, and then we just decided to say fuck it and we're just going to do them together um, because I think. You guys work as a team anyway, so why not have both of you guys on as a team? So, guys, welcome back to the, the podcast. Oh, thank, thank you, Thank you for having us. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Sarah, we're going to we're just give, a, just give a quick introduction to yourself because not people know Kenny. They don't, they don't need to care about Kenny. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but just give people a little introduction, um, a little bit behind your journey and then we'll get into the mix. Sounds good. So um, Sarah Lipton, I am a coach on Team Mahaley as well. Kenny and I typically work as a duo with a lot of our clients. Um, we do have one-on-one, but we do typically work as a duo. Um, I, gosh, started lifting probably, let's see, 2014. So that's six years ago. Uh, I picked up some weights and um, never looked back. 
Uh, I was a very outdoorsy um, person uh, through college. I worked for an outdoor adventure company, is very avid rock climber. Um, and I was bouldering, which is when you are rock climbing without ropes. Yeah. Um, and I fell 20 feet and broke my ankle in two spots. And that's kind of where I started to transition into weightlifting um, just because I wanted to do something. I was very used to being active and that's kind of where my journey first started, um, which, you know, I'm very, very grateful for. Um, and then, you know, Kenny and I started working out together. Um, and then that's kind of like the rest is history, essentially. Yeah. Happy ever after a little, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that you guys actually, we'll get into this side because me and Kenny had a topic that we definitely want to discuss about. Um, but I want to ask kind of about maybe the benefit of you guys working as a pair. I think this is really interesting. Um, so a lot of people when they coach and tip and especially with like me or someone, usually it's just a singular person. Yes. There may be teams. There may be like someone like Mark or Justin that oversight all of them um in some sort of fashion but it's interesting you never really see two people working together as a team so what has been kind of i wouldn't say the cool the greatest benefit to maybe working as a pair compared to working separately for sure so i honestly would say that having the ability to bounce ideas off of each other um is really really an awesome benefit to have for sure um, just to have each other as sounding boards is even with clients that we, you know, work one-on-one -on -one with is still being able to kind of do that together. Um, and I would say also just kind of like getting each other's unique perspectives. And that's something that we've gotten back from, from clients who do work with both of us is, is saying it's really awesome to get two unique perspectives while we're still on the same page, but just our own take on things, um, which is also a really awesome benefit, I think. Yeah, it's like having a second mind to just kind of pick at. And it's kind of cool, too, because when you have this, uh, I guess, this approach where you have multiple perspectives, right? The, the client could be like, oh, shit, there's multiple perspectives here. You know, I could have my own perspective and develop my own little insight here. So it's it's kind of cool where, you know, uh, as a coach, you know, we're, we're guiding our clients, but sometimes, and this is the beauty of, you know, all the coaches and just athletes in general is that you can develop your own little, you know, perspective on how to approach training and your perspective is not wrong at all. Cause if that's what your mindset gets you, then that's beautiful. And, you know, if I think helping the client out with having two perspectives, like from Sarah and I, it's like, Oh, well, maybe I can develop my own perspective too. And then you see the client just organically grow into this, this really great athlete, you know? So it's, yeah. it's fun. I think, I think one thing like come into my mind after listening to that, when you said like perspectives is it kind of helps with maybe fighting off that little imposter syndrome. I feel like a lot of coaches and I've actually struggled with this myself sometimes is whether I'm actually making the right move for the client. It's like you always, I feel like that's always the thing when you're nervous about maybe adding food, taking away food, adding in cardio, um, stuff like that. Like what's always the next move. Um, so I typically reach out to someone else to kind of get their advice real quick. Um, but that's just from me not being kind of more less experienced right now that I want to get someone and kind of learn from them. So, but I think it helps fight off the imposter syndrome. Wouldn't you say to kind of have those two different things? So, you know, 100% you are confident in what the next decision is right for the client. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my Absolutely. God. Yes. It, it, it still happens. I mean, it happens to us from time to time and we have to call each other out like our, our, the bullshit we really yeah. do. And that, that's another, that's awesome that you brought that up because that is definitely something that, that does happen. And it's like, no dude, you're right. You're good. Like, it's <laughs> the right decision. And being able to have someone to kind of um, push you is, is great thing. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. It, cause it, it happens, you know, it's like, Oh, shit, what do I do here? <laughs> and uh, you kind of doubt yourself, but um, yeah, well, you know, running your idea through another person's like, oh, I guess uh, that's, that's, that's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also helps when maybe also when you're stumped on a question, like I've had a client like ask me this most ridiculous question the other day and I had to like defend my points about why we're doing certain things. And I was like, damn, this is a lot to kind of like explain. Um, it's definitely needed um, because he was worried 
uh, to not give his name, but to give his story, he asked me, he's like, aren't I going to get fat on 450 grams of carbs? Like I had him like, he's, he's a lifeguard right now. So he's just like burning mad calories, like being outside all the time. And then also yeah. weightlifting. And I'm like, he's like, I looked it up and I'm only like the liver can only take in 60 grams. And then he's like, the body's only supposed to be able to handle 200 grams. So aren't I just going to get fat doing this? I was like, it's not how it works. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had to go through the whole learning process of macros and calories in versus calories out and stuff like that to actually dispel it. Um, it was pretty interesting. And then he asked a question about progressive overload. So then I had to do the whole explanation about progressive <laughs> overload. And I was like, man, I felt so gratified, like, like a sense of, uh, like gratefulness when like I got done explaining all of it because I was confident enough to put it out there yeah. and teach him basically all the secrets, every so-called secrets that everybody thinks a coach knows. It's like pretty simple. It's just who actually understands it the best basically. Right. So it, but I felt that feeling. I was like, Oh man. I was like, is he right? I questioned myself for a minute. I was like, is 450 grams right? I was like, yeah. I was like, his body's still lean at 450 grams of carbs. I'm like, this is kind of scary. I was like, we're, <laughs> we're getting up there to where I'm pushing. And I'm like, I know I was like, Hmm, never been this far before with a client. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting process now taking the next step with him. But yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when my favorite part about coaching is when a client asks a question like that and it's like, they're genuinely interested in learning about themselves and the body. And it's like, I just love that. I love when clients ask questions because I just nerd the fuck out. And yep. I, I actually have to stop myself. I'm like, dude, I'm talking for like seven minutes. I gotta stop. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna listen. And, uh, but yeah, I just, I just love that. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's really awesome to kind of see too, like your clients, we have a client who um, he's on 700 grams of carbs and this guy is a machine and he's still so, so lean, but kind of watching his progression from a mindset perspective has been awesome because he starts sending us things that are clearly bullshit on Twitter. And it's so fun to kind of go back and forth because now he sees how the body should um, be working with ingesting that many carbs and not being afraid of that. Um, and watching that progression has been awesome, but watching clients switch from being scale focused to fearing carbs to now saying, oh, this is bullshit and being able to kind of spot that is really, really great to see also. <laughs> yeah. He's a machine, man. Yeah. He is it, a machine. <laughs> that's, so awesome. that's, that's actually crazy. I was like, I was talking with Mark, um, the other day, I actually was talking with one of his, with one of my other teammates and, um, he is on like 1200 grams of carbs. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, I wish. I was like, your diet process is going to be so. Mark's like, yeah, he's on 1200 carbs. So like lines in his glutes. I'm like, what the, f I'm like, I wish. I was like, can I have that? I was like, yeah, I, I want that. Much food. <laughs> I don't think there's enough time in the day for me to eat that, that food. He's got to start eating your pasta. And just yeah. Drinking it. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys talked about too, the mindset shift. I think this is the best this is one of the most underrated parts of coaching. I think a lot of people always just look for the physical results of physical results of physical results. Um, when I kind of rebranded and put all my stuff, the podcast and the coaching all under the ACES beta brand. Um, one of the things I really focused on is more of the mindset training, mm -hmm. because I think it's a missing link that a lot of people don't touch on because they never been through experience. Like some people have never been through, kind of traumatic experiences. I'm not going to say that everybody's story is different, um, but I've been through a lot and I've mentally struggled through a lot, but I know how to get through it. So I'm able to take that experience and put it on to clients. Um, and I think I got a six minute message the other day from one of my clients saying like, he's only been working with me for a month, but how like his whole mindset is shift about waking up, getting shit done, going to the gym, like being so organized, but being more confident in himself. And it's kind of showing through like all the other variables that we do measure, which is the culmination of everything. So I think yeah. it's the coolest thing to see the mindset kind of shift for people. It's huge. And that is like one of our main philosophies as coaches is that your transformation will be mental and your results will be physical. Like that, I think people definitely underestimate how connected our minds and bodies are. 
Um, you can get physical results, but you only get to a certain point if your mindset's not matching where you're at physically and wanting to push past that. It, it's such a huge thing. And once that switch flips for clients, everything changes, everything. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you mentioned the the trauma that you you know you had and and everyone it's weird trauma is it's very subjective right one thing may be traumatic to one person and you know the next person down the road may not be anything right but there's this really interesting thing about suffering and you know suffering depending on your perspective can be well the you know the literal sense of the word which is pain pain and kind of this negative thing, but at the same time, it's, it could also be this wonderful, beautiful thing where you grow stronger from it, you know? And the very act of, and this is just, you know, my thing with, with lifting is that you have this opportunity to go into the gym, you know, you're about to uh, put suffering on yourself on purpose, but you're also doing this, this act where you're playing this game of possibilities, right? the possibility of, will I hit a PR today? Will I do this X amount of weight? Will I do this squat? Whatever it might be. And when you play this game of possibilities and you literally defy the impossible, depending on your mindset, like, oh my God, I can't believe I just bench press 100 pounds, whatever it might be. You prove to yourself that through suffering, you can actually become stronger. And then when you apply that kind of mindset to your life, where say you have a bad day at work, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to let this person ruin my day because I can overcome this because I did this in the gym. And it literally applies to all your life. It, it, the mind and body cannot be separated. It's one cohesive unit that if you break it apart, then you're breaking the whole system. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I actually, so you said you're putting, you're making yourself suffer on purpose in the gym. I actually equate suffering to maybe equal purpose. Uh, this is going to get deep because I feel like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I found, you know, the hardest thing. And I think this is something I touched on multiple times is the vulnerability to actually say like the things that I've gone through and actually specify them on detail on here is very nerve wracking because a lot of people have a different, uh, like you mentioned, they have a lot of different perspective on trauma and suffering and it's hard to convey what it is as much when it's just a voice like unless you were there in that moment it's really hard to convey what that suffering actually is but i found through my suffering through my experiences of so-called suffering and those traumatic moments made my purpose in a way yep. Yep. which is so interesting i also want to side note because sarah was looking at kenny and this is their relationship right here this is how you know um that they are a team is Sarah was staring at Kenny and she was absolutely smiling from cheek to cheek right there <laughs> while he was describing that. But we're, but I want to stick to this topic where, you know, the vulnerability and, um, and suffering is kind of maybe it equals purpose because for a lot of us suffering in the gym has a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. And the purpose behind it is, is you want to build your body to be the best it can be. So it's going to have to go through a specific set of whether it's something like a leg press or something like you're going to have to go through uh, a lot of suffering to make things actually grow with the body. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on maybe suffering equals purpose. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a great, I mean, that's a great question. It's, it's strange. Like it's, it's, I mean, simple act, right? Like when you look from a third party and you're looking inside a gym and say you're an outsider, you just see a bunch of people grunting and lifting, right? But you don't know what's going on inside their head. And it might even go beyond like, I'm going to enhance my body. It might be like, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do what I was told that I cannot do, mm -hmm. including myself. And it is, it's, it's, it's this really interesting thing because the purpose behind your actions really can define your whole life. Right. And it's such a simple thing of just going to the gym. And I say simple, oh, sorry, uh, simple in the sense that if you're to really break it down, it doesn't really take much to go there. You just get in your car and you, or you walk and go into it, but it's the 
the, it's the mechanism behind the overall action that makes it profound. And it's, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's wild to think that, you know, such a simple act in your life can may have such a profound difference. And then if you were to stack those simple acts on top of each other, it could create a profound effect, you know, and, and yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, you know, agree with Kenny, it, you know, for a lot of us, it, it's more than just lifting away. It's more than just changing a physique. It is quite literally an escape almost. I don't want to say an escape, but almost it's a release. It's a release of, you know, our everyday stresses. It's our way of, of meditating and, and being able to just kind of enter that, that frame of mind that really allows us to see what we're capable of and to live out to our fullest potential. And, you know, that's really awesome to see too when clients have that, I don't want to say reaction, it's not the right word, but when they have that uh, effect on themselves, um, when they have that, that switch of, I'm just doing this just to look a certain way, it becomes much, much deeper. Um, and it becomes a part of their life. Uh, it's, it's a life, it's quite literally a lifestyle. If you really want to make drastic changes in your, in your overall life, not just from a physical standpoint. So I don't know where I was going with this, but <laughs> it just, it can get very, very deep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a profound thing, right? Because we're talking about different purposes. Each of us have different purposes and different drives and different passions. And yet all of it, at least for those who go to the gym, it, it, it's applied in this one arena, you know, and it, it, it's almost like a defineless definition. You can't necessarily, like, it's like the, the trauma that you were, you know, explaining, you could apply it in words and you could, and as you're explaining yourself, you're probably going back to the moment that you're experiencing, you have the thoughts, the memories and all that stuff. But from a person who's like, say me, and I wasn't there, I could only imagine my head, oh, what's Anthony, what did Anthony go through? And it's, it's funny, if you were to ask this question to a thousand people, we would have a thousand different stories, yeah. but they're all most likely connected in the betterment of each other, you know, and, that, and that's, and that's the beauty of this whole thing. And the beauty of coaching, yeah. you're literally seeing this, you know, transpire within your clients. It's like, they're beginning to add this story and the story's starting to develop and it's, their, their life's getting enhanced. It's, 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 ama- yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I always say my buddy. So I was lifting with my friend. He actually owns, uh, he owns like a clothing company. Um, they're creating like a pre-workout and everything. Um, I got a chance to meet up with him. He's going to come on the podcast and nice. you know, he has a friend who would go to the gym and he's been quoted on another podcast. Um, he probably doesn't listen to this one and I kind of hope he doesn't because our views don't align. Like he has a very, yes, he lifts the exact same way that we all do, which is basically is to failure and whether it's top set back offset, like he, he trains that exact same way, but he quoted on, um, on a podcast that he was on he was like, nobody like, it's like nobody lifts hard in America. I'm like, and then I was talking with my buddy and he was like, he was pointing out everybody in the gym and he's like, they all work hard in their own retrospect. Like there's a difference here. People choose a specific level of suffering in the gym. Mm -hmm. They don't know it, but it's just like you mentioned, people look at us and we're grunting and everything, but me kind of grunting isn't from how heavy the weight is. It's more from what's going on in here, mm-hmm. which is the struggle. Like I've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, it gets dark. Like today, I think I had a scary, a scary row. Well, something scary to me. I think I did. What was it? A 45 and a 35 on each side on Smith row. And I was like, I haven't touched this weight like ever. I was like, it's time to touch it. And I stared at it for like five minutes. we don't believe in rest times there's no such thing Um, (laughs) uh, but I was staring at it and I was getting in the zone and it's really funny because I had uh, for Elise playing like 
um, the piano, like Moonlight yeah, Sonata yeah. and stuff like that. Like I had those playing in the background because I listened to classical music, surprisingly, while I lift. And I got in the zone and I was like, it just kind of, it blacks. I don't know if you guys go through the same thing when you choose this level of suffering in the gym, but I kind of, I, bl- I blank out. Like I can't even look at, I can't even picture what I did today. Like I saw the number on my sheet and I'm like, okay, I got that. But I don't remember truly being there in the moment, which is a very scary thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, I go through that all the time. Um, like I'll ask Sarah if she happens to be there, like how many reps did I do? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. Actually, I just have an image in my head and it, it, it is, it's black yet there is something there and I can't define what it is, but it's just so deep into the zone where nothing literally exists except the movement of me trying to get through this. But it's this, I don't know. It's almost like this culmination of anger, passion, and just happiness happening all in one go. And it's, it only happens by listening. It's so funny. You listen to a classical music. I, I'm a, I'm a, like a culturalist swine. I, I, I'm listening to like, <laughs> I listen to like Rob Zombie and stuff. Like he's like talking about, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but you know, it's just, <laughs> but yeah, I just, it only, it takes a, it takes a, a, just a few pieces of songs that get me there and, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I don't know where the hell I go to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a form of meditation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Leaving everything else behind. Nothing else matters in that moment. Um, except almost, almost sort of just surviving, right. Getting through yeah. it. And, um, yeah. that is, yeah, I mean, it, it does get that deep and it takes, it takes a while to learn how to get there. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, it took me a long time to learn how to get to that place and to kind of turn my brain off to everything else that was surrounding me, uh, distractions in the gym and, and literally zoning out and, and finding that, that blank space. Do you remember, do you remember that first moment when it happened? Um, do you like, like, was it just over time it just started getting deeper and deeper and deeper or do you have like, do you have like a correlation of when it actually happened? Um, well, it definitely didn't happen before joining Team Mahaley. It didn't. Um, I was one of those ones where I count reps and put myself in a box. I did 12 reps. I'm good. I'm done. Uh, I did what I needed to do and I would move on. Right. And then after joining Team Mahaley and kind of learning the concept of, of what it is to train to failure and watching Justin and learning from him, the day that I learned it was the first time that we worked out with Justin together. And I remember thinking, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And he told me to keep going. And I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to drop this way. I'm going to pass out. And I didn't, I made it through and I, I pushed. And the only thing that I could hear was Justin, everything out, everything else, and we were at Gold's Gym Venice. Everything else faded out. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. just yeah. Justin yelling at that. me to keep going. And he, he told me I had three, te- three reps left in the tank. Yeah. And at that point, I had no idea how many I had even done. I was just gripping onto that bar for dear life thinking, I have to push through this. I have to. And that was the moment that I understood what that really meant and entering that mind space of just having – just like tunnel vision essentially is what it was. So that was the moment for me when I realized. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd never seen her so red and so ink. I was like, holy fuck. This is so <laughs> I was like, dude. I think for me, it was actually during um, Pee Wee basketball. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just remember. Um, I, I'd have this, like, I just dribble the ball down the court, but I had this like blind rage where I would just fucking like, I would breathe like a horse down the, the, <laughs> down the court. And I, there was this one time I remember this poor kid and he was my friend and his name was Noah. And yeah, he, 
I think I ran him over at one point. Like he, (laughs) he was, he was in front of the basket and he was like trying to do the, I think the block to to get a, a a charging uh, call. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I got, I think I got the foul, but man, I didn't even know I hit him. Like I just, I just saw him like, I made impact. I was like, Oh fuck no. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, um, that was my first time experience and in basketball was my go-to sport for a long time especially in high school or uh, middle school and then some t- somewhat in high school but then uh cycling became my new sport and that was yeah I just um yeah just went to that zone and then with Justin and Tima Haley applied it to a different sport that was hard that was really hard because it was like this is fucking really painful and uh and you don't know, like your mind plays tricks on you. It tells you to quit and be well before your body does. And you, when you get to that point, you're like, you got to say, shut the fuck up and keep going. And then you get three more reps and like, oh my God, it kind of breaks your mind. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny that you mentioned three reps left. Mark actually, so I sent Mark a text, uh, a video of my leg press working set and I texted him and you could see like my leg shake on the last rep. I'm like, I definitely had none in the tag. I was like, like you literally just see my leg wobble and I'm like, that's it. I was like, that's, that has to be it. I text Mark and I'm like, how's that up to your standards? Kind of, um, he kind of gave me some critique and then I asked him the question. He's like, you had three left. I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, Fuck. I was like, this is going to, I was like, this is going to be interesting. That was like the next time I do legs, uh, he's definitely going to, he's, he sent me first message back into the gym. He sent me, he's like, I was like, I just want to grow wheels. I was like, that's it. I was like, just give me, let's just grow wheels. Honestly, I would be happy with that. And he's like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to make you puke. He's like, he's straight up with me in a message. He's like, dude, we're going to trade so hard. You're going to puke. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, I've heard that's a good thing. I've heard it's a bad thing, but I was like, I kind of want to go to that zone to see what it actually takes to get there. Um, which is interesting because I don't have, I think what's cool with you guys too, is you guys are both training partners in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm by myself. So it's just me and that same, I went over this with Keely, who's one of the other coaches on Tomanek Trained. And we both listen to songs on repeat. So it's yep. just me and the same song. Like that's how I get in my, in my mindset. Like so. everybody thinks I'm like jamming out to something. I'm like, nope, it's the same moonlight sonata or like sound of silence or something it's like really not heavy it's like really soft music which is horrible to listen to folks if you guys are listening or watching (laughs) don't do that because you just realize the burn a lot more on your leg extensions and everything so it's a lot worse um but i was like i was like holy shit mark i was like what you trying to take me to and i'm realizing he's trying to push me and you guys have seen on my page i am seeing astronomical changes since signing yeah. up with him oh yeah. absolutely and it's i'm like how much more does he want me to freaking push and i'm like there's something there and yeah. it's starting to click that he expects more out of me now and i'm like it's time to just put the headphones in close my eyes just dig down and just fucking lift yeah and oh. it's gonna be pretty interesting to do that <laughs> yeah i contemplate again the home depot bucket and carry with me at the gym <laughs> it's like, but yeah it's it's funny because uh yeah you can put and there's really at least in my opinion there's no glass ceiling yeah, like yep. you can just keep going you know and and mark's man mark's a genius and mark's a awesome awesome dude man yes. i love mark yeah uh, actually yeah yeah i've been very fortunate to be under guidance of someone who's really good uh, i've been actually this is going to kind of segue into what i wanted to talk about which me and kenny were initially going to talk about on our second episode which is i wouldn't have met all you guys without one big thing and i've talked about it 10 15 times on this podcast before with other people and it's kind of the beauty of social media um i think for a lot of people it does a lot of negative things but for people who go on there and they follow like if you follow like 2000 people there's no way you're seeing all their stuff like when you follow like under a thousand like yeah you could probably scroll through that in a day you know just just keep going um but i wouldn't have met the people that i've had on the show without it 
and I think me and Kenny were talking about the oh man dude we got into it really deep one day like it was just a casual do you remember this yes it was on instagram right or was it texting i I forget yeah yeah, i think it was i think it was a mix of both (laughs) yeah it was yeah i forget yeah it was we got really deep into it i mean like really deep and it's i mean you're right it's like you have this platform where oh and sorry if i like completely cut you off oh okay but, but you have this platform where I mean, literally, you have access to the entire world, and you have this this uh, this possibility to make relationships with really someone in you know Florida or Canada or you know Europe or whatever. And I've made my closest friends off social media. But there was one point in my life where, uh, when I was initially getting into training, especially bodybuilding, um, where I fell into the camp of social media kind of messing with me in in a very bad way. Uh, but it wasn't social media. It's not like, you know, social media, you know, whispered in my ears, like, Kenny, you fucking suck. You're never going to get there. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a DM in the uh, general section, if you didn't see. Um, so oh, you that's skipped right. over it. I, oh, my God, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, but no, it's, um, it was me. It was my perspective. And I actually had to unfollow, God, I think like 500 account. It was crazy, dude. I just like completely splur uh well not splurge but uh um completely emptied my account or whatever you know the word is i cannot remember um but it was until that i started training with sarah focusing just on myself and really with justin too where i was able to change my mindset and thinking that you know these people that i see who are already where i want to be they're the ones who put in the hard work and i can learn something from them you know, like, what is it that they did to get such beautiful pecs or, you know, beautiful arms or in fucking wheels of the gods? You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's just weird. Like, once I start changing my perspective, uh, that's when I started making a lot of friends. And I realized, wow, these people are wonderful. And they, I can relate to them on a human level, you know? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I did. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it, it's like what Kenny was saying. Um, it's about turning your ego off. I think a lot of the times with social media too, because it can, I mean, it's great. I love it. I think it's a great tool, but it can also be very dangerous in the sense that you are in this echo chamber and you don't realize that there's things going on outside of that echo chamber, just because of the way that social media is structured Instagram, especially is I remember when we first kind of set out on this journey, we followed a ton of fitness accounts, right? And we were like, God, everybody is doing this. Everyone is doing it. Everyone in the world is trying to do this. Uh, and it was like, how on earth are we going to make this happen when everybody is doing this? It's just um, completely just oversaturated, right? And you forget that, you know, Instagram puts in front of you what you follow. And, and it's that echo chamber and kind of realizing that there's things that happen outside of that. Not everybody is doing what you're trying to do. Um, and, and realizing that once you... Gosh, like exactly what Kenny said, once you start focusing on yourself and, and stop focusing on other people, a lot of things can change for you in the way that you view social media. Um, egos were definitely involved when we first were kind of setting out on this. It was like, God, why can't I be there? Or why don't I look like that? Yeah. What has she got that I don't? Like, what is that about? Why does she have so many followers, right? And then you realize why am I concerned about these people? Yeah. You know, they, they are successful and yeah, exactly. I could learn something from them. What is it that they're doing that I could do to better myself? Um, instead of saying, why is it that, you know, she has, I don't know, a great pair of delts and I don't, um, and not putting yourself down in that regard and, and kind of turning off the ego at that point. Um, which takes a lot. It's not something that's easy to do um, in the slightest. Uh, that comparison uh, metric that comes along with social media is very hard to break um, if you're not more concerned with bettering yourself versus comparing yourself to someone else. Yeah, and it's funny. There's this. Um, it's like like there's this basic human motivation to want to be at this level where you're not in danger of say being behind, right? Like we still have these genetic, you know, these hidden drivers within us that are based on our genetics that are millions of years old. Right. 
and the world around us has evolved where we're just trying to survive, but the, the terms of survival have changed. There's no saber tooth tiger anymore. The saber tooth tiger is now, well, what career am I going to do? What, uh, what rate am I going to get? What degree am I going to get? Right. And there seems to be this constant, um, uphill battle to try to obtain the very best things that will show that, Hey, Kenny is really good at doing X, Y, and Z. And that's very dangerous because social media is nothing wrong with it, but it's very easy to get trapped in this or trapped within your own basic human motivation, which is to wanting to be the best. And there's this external locus of control that happens, whereas opposed to an internal locus of control, whereas the external locus of control, you're quite literally putting your emphasis of success on the perspectives of others and also the obtainment of certain things, such as a degree, a certification, a trophy, whatever it might be, as opposed to an internal locus of control, which is within yourself. If you were to have an internal locus of control, then the outside factors that would, you know, uh, I guess hammer you uh, mentally, you no longer hammer you. You now have full control of your life and there's a purpose and a reason behind your actions. So in other words, um, what I found when I was doing uh, a self-comparison of other to others is that I was already placing the emphasis of success on this person where I didn't have it at that very moment. And because I was trying to figure out what that person was doing, as opposed to trying to figure out what I need to do to get there, there was this lost connection within with between myself and what I'm trying to do. And it's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing because um, if you do fall into that trap or you are constantly comparing yourself to others and you're trying to cons constantly trying to do what will get you to be successful as opposed to just focusing within yourself and growing, you fall into this trap where you may never be satisfied. Not enough will ever, ever be satisfied, satis satis yeah, satisfying for you. Uh, whereas if you were to focus on yourself, and understand that if you were to build within yourself and really focus on your own strengths, then organically you eventually will either get to the place that you're looking at or you'll even surpass it. And it's very hard, but in order to do that, and this is my opinion purely, um, you have to admit that there are distinct faults within you, mm -hmm. that you have to be willing to be vulnerable with yourself, meaning that there is something you are lacking and therefore you need to work at it because if you weren't lacking that thing, then you would be at the success of that person or you would be satisfied within yourself. But you have to admit that there is some sort of thing that you need to work on within yourself. And once you have that relationship with each other where you are with yourself, that you are very comfortable with knowing that, Hey, I am behind or whatever you want to call it. Um, then you begin to build on your weaknesses, which now become your strengths, as opposed to ignoring that, hey, I should probably work on myself, as opposed to I'm going to buy something that's going to, you know, fix my issue, if that makes sense. I don't know if I thought that made sense at all. <laughs> um, no, that made complete sense. Um, I think, you know what, there's, and I think you mentioned something right here, which was you have to admit to when you are wrong with yourself. Um, I think it's the hardest thing. I did it. I remember Justin and Scott came out with an episode or something. Um, I mentioned this before on the podcast too. A lot of people might remember this one because it was one of my episodes I did by myself. But it was uh, something where they asked them, they asked people to like like message them on Instagram and kind of say maybe something negative that someone was do that like you yourself was doing during the quarantine. And I remember it was kind of looking at, I've been fortunate enough to be around a ton of great people. You guys, Justin, um, Jordan Duggar, all these people have become like friends to me or, and colleagues in a way. And, you know, looking at myself and where I am and then looking at where everybody else is, this is where the negativity came in is I was focusing on where everybody else was. And I was like, I wasn't looking at, oh, what can I take from them to get me to that point? I was kind of just thinking, man, I wish I was at that point. 
-hmm. there's a lot of things in what you say and what you do. And if you start to wish for things, it's not going to come true, folks. Uh, You had to put it, you had to put in the work. And then that's when I started just changing my, I think I changed my whole content. Like I've recently started doing more learning stuff. Um, Just plain old Canva uh, slides that make it easy for people to understand um, nutrition and fitness. And it's kind of really, at least getting it out there it might not be the most popular post, but getting it out there, it feels more satisfying to me. And I also use social media in a bit of a selfish way in the fact that this, sh- this show would benefit from me using it more just because I'm able to connect with more people who want to be, who possibly want to be guests or even right. people that listen. Like, it's like, there comes a point where there's always going to be someone bigger and better, but it's, who do you, who do you actually want to have on the show? Like, that's kind of where I've taken back recently. I'm like, I really don't care if I have the same guest over and over on my show. It's like, like looking at other podcasts, Joe Rogan does the same thing. Like there's people who are plenty successful doing podcasts that have the same guest over and over. And it's as long as they give something that's going to help somebody each episode. That's where it comes in over my determining factor of having them on the show or not. It's like not, not the thousands of followers, not, not all that. Like there's like, that's just a, an extra side that you might be able to get more exposure. But other than that, you got to actually read the person's content to actually fully understand why you're going to have them on the show instead of just looking at those numbers. Right. It's, it's the impact that is the most important and should be the most important, especially with how oversaturated social media is with just BS still. Um, having that impact and wanting to help people, I think in my opinion is the most important um, above everything else, regardless of how far your post reaches or how big your following is, like you said, if you're setting out to make the world a better place and striving to help people, whether that's one person or a hundred, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. That should be at the forefront. Um, and I, I'm, you know, the people that you've mentioned, um, and just being, be able to be among those people, you know, it's just going to continue to grow because people eventually will start to see through the bullshit that is out there. Um, and it's just a matter of kind of just sticking to those things and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, what can I do? to not only better yourself, but just to make the world a better place. And what is it that you're not doing and, and being honest with yourself um, in terms of wanting to have a bigger impact, what, what more can you do um, from a personal perspective, I think is, is very important. And definitely a shift that I've had. Um, no, yeah. As of late too, you know, kind of um, Jason Phillips, we, you know, we're able to get on a call with him and, and just like really being honest with yourself in terms of, okay, well, I want to be at point B, but, but what is it that I'm not doing to get there? What is it that I'm not doing to have a bigger impact? Am I being honest with myself? Am I, am I doing everything that I can to make myself the best person that I can be and to help others? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. Life should be enjoyed, right? Life should be something that is happy. It's, you know, it should be a, a happy experience. And in food and, you know, fitness, your body, I mean, your body was literally designed to move. It, it, it grows in response to a stressor, right? And if we, you know, as coaches can impact, you know, people here and there and give them this, I mean, literally this, this freedom from this noise in the regards to like, hey, I could eat, and you know, food that I enjoy that, uh, you know, at one point I had maybe a difficult time with like, you know, fuck donuts, fuck, you know, you know, hamburgers or whatever it might be, you know, um, there's like this guilt trip. Well, if we can open their eyes to, you know, all foods compose or comprised of calories, right? Calories are energy. You need energy to literally survive and thrive. And you can still enjoy yourself, enjoy your life while still hitting your fitness goals. 
it, it not, I mean, it's weird because it's, it's very isolated to a fitness goal, right? The, the, our, our impact, but the impact of such a profound, you know, a thing where, which is food and it's, it's, and also fitness, it's such a integral part of your life because it's once again, mind and body are connected. It, it, it literally enhances their entire life because you start to apply this freedom to, well, well, shit, if I can do this, then what else can I do? You know? And, um, it, it's definitely my favorite part about being a coach. It's, I mean, uh, we, we had this, we had this, uh, like, you know, this amazing message this morning and, uh, for one of our clients and, you know, I, I, fuck, um, if she listens to this, she's going to know who exactly who she is, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I got, we both got emotional, you know, um, it's, it's yeah. the impact goes both ways. Yeah. It goes both ways. And I think, um, and for any of our clients that are listening or anybody who's a client, like know that it's not just, you know, we don't, we're not just a part of your journey. You're a part of ours as well. And your impact, it, it, it literally goes both ways. I mean, that call this or that, that message this morning and all of the messages that we, that we do get in terms of how we are impacting their lives is, is so impactful to us that it's just, sometimes it feels almost unreal and we're so grateful for that and and you know when you're able to impact someone and they're able to impact you back it just is a domino effect in terms of making the world a better place i know that i keep saying that but it really does so yeah you know and coming from a childhood where i was told pretty much on the fucking the daily factor of a weekly you know factor um you know you can't do this you can't do that um, a lot of doubt, you know, placed upon me, unless it was something that aligned with um, <clears throat> my family. Um, and I love my family. First, I love my dad, love my mom and everybody, but, and they just wanted the best for me. But at the same time, you know, it was very, it was very, um, it was very hurtful. It was kind of hard. Like, wow, I can't do shit besides, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever's handed to me. And, you know, going through all that and try and really just, finally saying or having the guts to say, you know, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want to do with this is my life. And then, you know, experiencing the hard work, experiencing long hours, experiencing those midnight, you know, runs to the gym, those 3am, you know, runs to the gym and just saying, you got to fucking do this. You can't stop. You have to do this. And, you know, it was, it was, it was like, what, seven years of that? It was like seven years we, we've been grinding, you know, trying to do, coaching you know as a job as a full-blown career and it's not because of the it's because it, it really it's just so damn empowering and, and, and for me it's my I think I bring that that um that experience from my childhood to really kind of show to others like hey if anyone's ever told you can't do something that's fucking not right like you can do it and I want to I want to make sure they can they know they can do it and even if they're, you know, with us for a month to, you know, a couple of years, I guess, as long as that message got through, I don't give a fuck that, that, that my, my mission was complete because I want them to leave, you know, under our wing, knowing that, Hey, I can do whatever the hell it is in my life and, and live because there is this, there is this really, you know, beautiful tie between passion and, and happiness because and passion being, whatever it is within yourself that you want to do with your life. We all have different passions. We all have different interests, but it's really grabbing onto that interest of yourself that's unique to you and your soul, and then taking it and applying it to real actions in life and going with it. I mean, dude, come on. You know, like you, you, you got it, you know, and it's, like there's like you, Anthony, have a unique gift. Sarah's a unique gift. I have a unique gift my cat has a unique gift, you know, like we all have unique gifts and it's just, if there's one thing as a coach that I just want to drill into my client's head and, and our client's head is that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like you have one life, you better do it. Otherwise I'm going to slap you, you know? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. And um, yeah, I, I get really, um, yeah, I get, as you can tell, I get pretty, you know, fiery about it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. I think 
you know, I'm going to bring this back to what Sarah said, and she was talking about the message that you guys got. So I'm going to bring back the message that I got, that six-minute message. Right after that, I sent him like a six-minute voice message afterwards too. And after that, he just sends me a text message and he goes, he goes, I want to succeed as much as I want you to succeed as a coach. I was like, that's, I was like, that's when you know you have a client who's going to do anything to actually make their goal happen because if they want you to succeed, they're going to basically listen to everything you're going to tell them. You're, they're so teachable Mm -hmm. because that's our goal. Our goal isn't to always be the coach. That's what a lot of people always think. And this is where that BS that Sarah was talking about, where people have these, like I mentioned, these so-called hidden secrets um, that they keep from clients. So the client always sticks with them. So they always have money coming in. Uh, But it's when you have someone like that, who's just a general lifestyle client. And they're like, I want to succeed as much as you do. I was like, we are set up to have success for a very long time for however long you stick with me. And then when you leave, I'm going to have, give you those tools to succeed without me because I feel success as a coach comes from what they do after they leave you. Yes. There might be the physical and the mental shift that you have when you're there as a coach. But for me, it's, it's what happens those that year after. Right. Like, what do you see progression-wise from them after? Exactly. So. That is so funny because usually during our initial phone calls, our consult calls, when someone wants to, to come on board, you know, that's, that's one of the first things that we always tell them is, you know, our job, as much as we might love you, is to never keep you forever. If you want to, yes, by all means. <laughs> but our, our, goal, our goal is to teach you things that you could carry throughout the rest of your life and look back and say, Hey, Kenny and Sarah taught me this. And I know to do this. I know to do a, B and C in order to get to a goal that I want to achieve. The goal should never be to make a client solely dependent on you. And, and that happens a lot in, in, in gyms, in commercial gyms, they see all the freaking time you have them doing these stupid exercises that do nothing for them. They're paying for what? I've literally, before quarantine happened, 24 hour fitness, someone was literally squatting down to pick up red solo cups. That was the exercise they did it for an hour. And I thought, what are you doing? You're paying for this. You're not impacting this person's life at all. It is not helpful. Um, and the goal should never be to make a client so dependent that when they leave, oh, oh hi, Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> like, special appearance. Yeah, special guest. That they have no idea what to do, you know? And they're, you know, there's clients who they want to do this. This is what they want to do. They want to do what we're doing and we educate and we educate as much as possible. Um, and we kind of remind our clients all the time, like, please ask questions. Like, we're not here to just give you macros. That's not what we're here for. We're here to change your whole goddamn life. So remember that, that this is, this is a whole life change. And, and take advantage of the time that you are with us. Ask as many questions as you want. We love, we love answering those questions. We love, and if we don't know the answer, we're very adamant about finding it and, and figuring out how to answer that question. But um, yeah, the goal, sorry, I totally went off my tangent, but the goal should never be to make someone so dependent on you that when they leave, they just fall to the wayside. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny that the first thought I had was like, imagine a math teacher whose like goal was to keep his students for the entire, you know, like his entire life. Like you, if you're, if you're with a teacher who's teaching you the same shit and you can't get by, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, that teacher fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like transfer out that damn class, you know? And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's just about really, like, I mean, like, really, like, you know, look at these teachers and they're wonderful. Like, it, you have these classes, right? And their goal is to teach you to go on to the next class, the next part of your life. And that's what we, that's what we do. Yeah, we're, like, ready to teach you to basically, yeah, take it away for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, and I think that kind of ties all the way back around to what we even started with. Um, so... First off, I want to say thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, it's oh, awesome you. having thank you guys you. back. Maybe yeah. you guys will definitely come back on if you guys ever want to come back on. Um, you're more than welcome. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> awesome. Um, and 
Kenny knows how I end the podcast, so we're kind of going to ask, I guess the first question will be a mix of you guys, and then the second question, we'll get Sarah's kind of thoughts on it. Um, so first one is, uh, what three things do you want people to leave with from listening to this episode? To understand that your role as a client is just impact, just as impactful on the coach's life as our impact is to yours. Um, that achieving your goals and having a sustainable lifestyle are not separate. Uh, they're one and the same. And that um, making sure that your mindset is where it should be um, in order to achieve the goals that you want. Um, don't ignore how you think in terms of towards yourself um, and towards others. Um, your mindset is so, so powerful. And I think a lot of people don't realize that and, and utilizing your mind um, is a very, very powerful tool. Holy shit, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. <laughs> 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 oh, maybe I should've gone first. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, uh, let's see. Well, I guess for me, it would be that, understand that nothing's too crazy. There's no such thing as a, a goal that's too crazy or too far out there and nothing's impossible. And if you do have that feeling of like, I can't do this, that means you need to work on your self-confidence because you can do it. You just need to do it. Um, you're just rationalizing to yourself as to why you can't do it. Um, and the second one, I mean, honestly, yeah, like Sarah said, sustainable lifestyle and, you know, achieving your goals are very, very tied. In fact, they're, they're inseparable. You know, you, success does come from sustainability and sustainability comes from, well, your personal just abilities, right? And your personal preferences. Um, everyone's sustainability is going to look different. So there's not one magic formula that's going to apply to everybody. Um, and the, yeah, the third one, same this Sarah, it's like uh, mindset's ginormous. My, your mindset is, in my opinion, like the key to the locked door that you're trying to get through. It is. And it's, um, you change your mind, you change your life. That's li literally. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so last time we got Kenny's three favorite books and podcast. Um, this time, Sarah, we're going to give you the reins on this one. What are your, what three books and or podcasts would you recommend everybody either read or listen to? It could be a combo of both. It could just be three books, three podcasts, up to you. Okay. Well, obviously, Grow or Die. Grow or Die podcast with Justin and Scott is, you know, the feedback that we've gotten from clients, not only from us listening, but just like them has been so impactful. Um, as you know, they're a great duo. We love yeah. them. They're awesome. Um, book, You Are a Badass by Jen Cicero is an awesome book to read. Um, um, oh, my goodness. Which one? Oh, you're looking at me like you're going to tell me one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I really love uh, Muscle Intelligence by Ben Pakulski. Awesome podcast. Um, that's a really great one as well, just from a educational perspective. He doesn't really do too much from, he does some mindset, mindset perspective ones, but um, from an educational standpoint, he's really, really great as well. Um, Tribe of Mentors is another book that is really great. I gave you four, but that's a, that's a good book. That is a good one. That's I like a really that awesome one. book. I haven't read that one. I read to, I have tools of Titans and it's just like, it's absolutely ginormous. Like these books are like, if people don't know what these books are, these books are like ridiculously massive. If you think you could carry it daily, don't even try. It's just yeah. going to happen. They're triple C thick, dude. <laughs> but I do love the muscle, the muscle intelligence podcast more. If you're more into mindset, I definitely think looking at more of his Q and A's would probably help with that yeah. one because yeah. Ashley does a great job getting that out of him. But Overall, that one just blows my mind every time I listen to it. Um, so lastly, not least, I think everybody's favorite question of the whole show. Um, it's shameless plug time for you guys. Uh, where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, anything. Um, just to let you guys have the floor. 
Oh, for sure. Awesome. Um, so my Instagram handle is sarahsl.fit. Um, my Twitter, I don't remember. I think it's Sarah, I think it's Sarah SL Fit as well. Um, but if you just look up Sarah Lipton on Twitter, I think you'll probably pull it up. And, and, and mine is uh, Kenny with two N's dot Lipton, like the iced tea. And uh, yeah, you'll find me. I, I don't know what picture I have. It's just maybe me corrupted or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that's my Instagram. And, um, and our email address, because I actually don't have, well, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it very often um, at all. I probably should. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Justin says don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. I've, I've <laughs> I took a break from Twitter. So if you go on there, it's probably been months since I posted. I started using it again. I just go on there and kind of just follow John and Erica and like Mark. And I just kind of <laughs> like all their stuff because it's really funny. Yeah. Don't do it. Everybody, if you're watching this, do not go on Twitter. It, it, you are going to come out with lost brain cells and you will go in. <laughs> well, no Twitter. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, email is just Lipton at tmahaley.com. And that comes to both of us. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, if you guys want to find their coaching and stuff like that, I'll have that down in the show notes. Um, the Instagrams will be down in the show notes, so you'll be easily able to find it. Um, and lastly, to everybody who listened or watched, uh, definitely take a screenshot, um, put it on your Instagram story, tag all three of us, uh, share it out there, and we'll definitely show some love back to the people who Love listening to the podcast. So I want to say thank you, everybody, on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, too many platforms now. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast. <laughs>